0: Hi, this is Pastor Steven. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Shalom. I hope you enjoy a beautiful moment of worship so now let's prepare our heart for the word of God let's tune in for the word of God and this month we have a new topic that is Holy Spirit that is Holy Spirit all right we all know as a Christian about God the Trinity we have God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit and before Jesus left the earth and ascended to heaven Jesus said this you all know to his 12 disciple in John 14 in John 14 he said this and I will ask the father and I will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever the spirit of truth the spirit of truth The word another in Greek is the word alos, alos, which means the exact same kind, the exact same type, meaning that first, God the Father will give us the exact same kind of helper, the exact same kind of comforter, teacher, advocate to us. Just like Jesus to the child, disciple, and so we have this Holy Spirit to ourselves. We can talk to Him, we can hear Him, we can fellowship with God the Holy Spirit. In the same way, as the disciple communicate and fellowship with Jesus in the olden days, and so is the Holy Spirit is with us forever, we can talk to Him, available to every single believer so if the disciple were to follow Jesus back then in the same way church we are to follow the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit amen this morning i want to speak to you in just a few minutes in this thought which is the Spirit led how we are led by the Holy Spirit how We are led by the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 4, it was recorded that Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan after baptism and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. Wait a second. Did I did I just say it was the Holy Spirit who led Jesus to the wilderness? I thought wilderness or desert or valley of life are all the work of the devil. But the text says Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness. So now do we really want to be led by the Holy Spirit then? This is, this is a good pick-up point on this topic, Holy Spirit. But let's just shelf this thought for a moment and I will pick it up again later, alright? In this life, in this life, as a Christian, all of us as a Christian, I've been like almost all my life born in a Christian family. As a Christian, how we live, how we move our life and have our being is by God giving us both the map and the guide. Let me repeat, God gives giving us both the map and the guide. And the guide. God give us the map, which is the word of God for us to abide, to remain, to stay in His way and in His path. His word is the map for us to stay on the track, to stay in His path. It is clear. and But God is also give us the guide, which is the Holy Spirit for us, to follow His prompting and His leading. Amen, church. We need the Holy Spirit for, make, for making important decisions about what to do when you don't know what to do, where to go when you don't know where to go, who to hire or who not to hire, to quit or not to quit, or to hold on to your job, to turn left or to turn right, how to respond in troubled times. We get all these insights and wisdom of what to do from the prompting of the Holy Spirit from the leading of the Holy Spirit amen church the Holy Spirit lives inside us amen we are in the constant fellowship with him if you know I shared this before just as God the Father give us his love toward us Jesus gives us his grace and favor toward us what about the Holy Spirit? There are many things that the Holy Spirit give us, but the greatest gift that the Holy Spirit give us is fellowship or communion with Him. And the moment we are, uh, we are aware about this, that the greatest gift that the Holy Spirit give to us is fellowship with Him, the moment we are aware about this, we will treat Him as a person to fellowship with as a friend as your best friend and the key to the fellowship of the or the relationship with the holy spirit is how obedient we are to him or how quick we are to heed the prompting of the holy spirit that's the key to our relationship with the holy spirit as the relationship gets closer the voice of the holy all of the holy spirit gets clearer it's not depending on how much time we pray and fast but depends on how obedient are we to the prompting of the holy spirit church i'm not diminishing the importance of praying i'm not diminishing the importance of fasting and other rituals routine that we need to do but God what simply want us to obey the holy spirit we oftentimes cover our dis we cover our disobedience with with rituals we add extra hours to our prayer we add fasting so that God will do something and we will receive what we ask of him just like the example in the Bible, just like Saul, he covered his disobedience with rituals and offerings. That's not what God wants, God wants us to obey, and that's the key to our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen, church. In John 15, verse 14, Jesus said, Jesus said, This you are my friend when you do what I commanded you to do let me give you an illustration now if I have a friend if I keep telling my friend of what to do and not to do church you know we will stop being friends. like for example I have my friend Sony bro Sony can you get can you get my bag can you can you take this item to post office and send it to Peter and so on and so forth we will we will stop being friend if we keep telling if i keep telling him of what to do and not to do but the relationship and friendship with the lord with the holy spirit simply the opposite to what we define friendship with our friends Obedience is the key to our relationship with the Holy Spirit. If we we were to obey what the Holy Spirit prompt or or the leading of the Holy Spirit, the prompting of the Holy Spirit, our relationship with Him get closer and closer. The clearer will be the voice, the nudge of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Amen. Let me bring you the story of jesus when he was about to start his ministry his first move his first move is an act of obedience to be baptized by john the baptist when actually he had no sin to begin with there is no need for jesus to be baptized by john but for jesus to be willing to be baptized by john the baptist it is an act of obedience. It is recorded in Matthew chapter 3, tell us that his baptism was an act of righteousness, an act of obedience. He fulfilled the Father's will by publicly identifying himself with the people to be just like one of them. By submitting to baptism, even though he had no sin, he took a step. Of obedience to follow the Father's will to be 100% man even though Jesus is actually 100% God so when Jesus moved in in obedience to be baptized you know what happened next two things happen number one the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove that's number one number two what happened the voice of God the Father that say this is my son whom I love church these two things are the sign of approval let me say it again this is the sign of approval approval from God the Father and God the Holy Spirit to what Jesus did as an act of obedience so let me repeat my point again Obedience is the key is the key to our relationship with the Holy Spirit amen Obedience is the key to our relationship with the Holy Spirit the more we obey him the closest the closer we are to him the clearer of his voice to us his leading his nudge of what to do when we don't know what to do so church let me bring you let me let me pick up what I shared earlier immediately following the story of, Je- of the baptism of Jesus this is what happened next right I promise to pick it up again Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to wilderness to be tempted by devil okay that was found in Luke chapter 4 verse 1 let's take a look at this Luke chapter 4 verse 1 here was mentioned the Holy Spirit twice right let me say to you let me read it to you Jesus full of the Holy Spirit he was full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan watch now, he was led by the spirit in the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil he was tempted by the devil the spirit led Jesus to the wilderness not to be left alone there not to be tempted alone not to suffer alone it was Jesus' first test as a son of God so the Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness through the wilderness and out of the wilderness He's not to be there forever the Holy Spirit led to the wilderness through the wilderness and out of the wilderness there was never a moment when the Holy Spirit left Jesus alone even in His weakened condition physically Fasting for 40 days, never ever for once the Holy Spirit left Jesus alone. Jesus had the Holy Spirit upon him as he faced the devil. And after, after the time of testing was over, 12 verses later, this is what I want to bring up to you. 12 verses later, which is found in Luke chapter 4, the same chapter, verse 14. Take a look at this. Jesus Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And then he said in verse 18, first 18, "The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight" For the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor this is a huge task that he is trying to do was trying to do after the baptism after going through the wilderness after Jesus came out from that wilderness from then on he preached he teach he healed and performed many miracles Church, if you see what I see, I want to highlight something here. Something happened to Jesus in the wilderness. Something happened to Jesus in the wilderness. Jesus was full of the, was full of the Spirit when He went into the desert, into the wilderness. Jesus came out of the desert in the power of the Spirit. Something happened to Jesus as a result of the victory, of his victory over the devil. The Holy Spirit power become evident and become obvious in his life in a new way. The Holy Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness. Is his first trial to face, to face the devil before he needs to face him again at the Garden of Gethsemane and at the cross to accomplish his mission on earth. The Holy Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness to to have his first trial. That is something happened during the time of Jesus in the wilderness. Why? Because I know when he came out, he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, there is a purpose of God in the wilderness. There is a purpose of God in the storm, in the desert, in the valley that's the same pattern what I've been preaching for these few past sermons I preach about high and lows in the valleys I preach about the perfect storm how Jesus led the disciple into the storm how the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the desert there is God's purpose in all these trials this is what I want to say and highlight to you God uses trials of life, wilderness, a storm, desert, valley, to release spiritual power in your life. But with the same trial, there's something going on. The devil might use it to tempt you to take shortcut. God uses trial of life to release spiritual power in your life. But with the same trial, the devil might use it to tempt us, to tempt all of us to take shortcut. So God uses trials of life as a test and training. But devil uses trials of life as temptation. Do you see that? let me let me just give you a definition of trials and temptation right trials and temptation trial is a situation in which God provides a person an opportunity to do something right whereas temptation is a situation in which a person is enticed by the devil or his own flesh to do something wrong. All right, that's just a different definition. One, it is a situation God provides a person an opportunity to do something right. Temptation is a situation in which the devil Entice us to do something wrong or our own flesh desire to do something wrong So but this is what I want to highlight about this Two definition all right two different meaning, but do you know that the Greek word? For trial and temptation is using the same Greek word that is perasmos, the same word they have different meanings, but use the same Greek word. Why, why would the Bible use the same Greek word for trial and temptation when they have two different meanings? They should, they should use two different Greek words because it's two different meaning. But here, the Bible found, I found the Bible used the same Greek word, perasmos trial and temptation because listen to this because in the same event in the same wilderness it can be a trial from God with a purpose to test you and to train you up or it can be a temptation from the devil that pull you away from God's purpose come on let me help, help me preach this let me repeat it again. Because in the same event, in the same wilderness, in the same valley of life, in the same desert, in the same trouble, it can be a trial from God with a purpose to test you and to train you. Or it can be a temptation from the devil that pull you away from God's purpose. That's why Church and James, in the book of James, he put... The writer of James, he put trial and temptation in the same title, in the same paragraph, and in the same context. Let's go to that. Let me just read it to you. Chapter, chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brother, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith, see, develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You see, trials has a purpose. To test your faith. And when you persevere and finish its work, you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. First 12, James 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Verse 13, in the same paragraph, use the same word perasmos. It says this, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But Each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Then after the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Church, wilderness, trials, desert, valley of life, can be a place of tests and training to lift you up to the next level and it can also become a place of temptation that brings you down if we take the shortcut, if we give in to our flesh, if we lose our temper, if we compromise our values, if we trade trade in our integrity. What God leads us for a trial, Satan always use it as a temptation. The very same place and the very same event may be both a trial from God and a temptation from Satan. God uses that event to accomplish one thing in your life and Satan at this very same time is working through that event to try to try to accomplish something away from the purpose of God in your life. See church, we see this pattern happening again and again in every area of your life, in every area of our life. God sends a trial for a test and Satan, devil, turns it into a temptation. Let me give you an example. Let's say a believer have a deadly sickness, let's say he got sick. Could that be sick? Could that sickness be a testing from God? Yes, it could be. It could be a test from God to purify to purify our motives. To look away from the things of the earth to the things of heaven. It could be. And to turn away his eyes back to the Lord. Uh, you know, many good things accomplished through sickness in the life of the believer. You can find so many examples in the Bible. Does Satan work through sickness? Yes, he does. And, though, and, and and through that very same sickness, Satan will be working to tempt you, to tempt that person to despair, to lose faith, to lose hope, to anger, and, and to get bitterness. And ultimately, he turned away from the Lord. A test and a temptation. Let me, let me give you another example. Let's say uh, one of us, need to experience a losing a job losing a job could that be from God yes it could if you lose your job could God have a better job and purpose in his mind for you yes it's possible and it often does he often does he may have a better job for you He certainly wants to build some spiritual character in your life. It could be you, you may have fallen in love with the things of the world to the point where those good things have become an idol to you, including your job. I don't know, it's possible. And during that trial from God, losing that job, Satan, the devil, will tempt you to get angry, to despair, and to get discouraged and blame God. Why this thing could happen to me as a believer? Or let me give you another example that works the other way around. Let's say it's not a trouble. It's not a problem. But now let's say you get a promotion, a nice raise in your salary or your business is booming during COVID-19. I don't know. Let's say this happened. Now you are better off financially. Can a financial blessing be a test from God? absolutely a test from God to see how well you will handle his blessing either to make us more generous or that same blessing can make us greedy becoming more selfish and even forgetting God because you can do everything on your own now and you can do those things that you cannot afford before since now you have money Those are just a few examples of how God uses trial as a means of building you up. But at the same time, it's also used by Satan as a means of temptation to pull you down. Trials are normal part of the Christian life. They are part of God's ordered paths for you. He puts difficult choices in front of you every day so that by Following him and trusting him in those circumstances, you become stronger. Your faith is most developed when you need to persevere through a trial, through a storm, through a valley, a wilderness, or a desert. Now, let's go back to our story of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in Luke 4. I'm going to end with these three points quite quickly, three points on how on how we can go through the wilderness, our trials and temptation. These three points also are the three terminology found in the Bible on how we can fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The first one that I want to share with you is Luke chapter 4, verse 1. My first point is to be filled with the Spirit of God. To be filled with the Spirit of God. Just as Jesus was filled by the Spirit of God when He left Jordan after the baptism. In order for us to go through our wilderness, we need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Those who are filled with the spirit of truth, the spirit of God, he is also filled, notice the word, he is also filled with the word of truth. If we are under the influence of the word of truth or the word of God, we will definitely be filled by the spirit of God. As simple as that. Let me give you an illustration. If we squeeze lemons, we will get a lemon juice, you know that. If a person filled with the spirit, squeezed by the pressure of life, the word of truth will come out from his mouth. That's why Jesus replied, "Every temptation of the devil with the word of God. It is written, it is written, and it is written. to be filled with the Word of God. That's my first point on how we can go through the wilderness, the desert of life, valley of life. second one, let's move on. The second one, I want to share with you, we need to be led by the Spirit. In the same verse, in the same verse it is written there, He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness church when your heart when your mind and your emotion is filled with the word of God you are in agreement with the spirit let me repeat it again when your heart mind and emotion is filled because you are influenced by the word of God you keep reading the word of God memorizing the word of God you are in agreement with the spirit of truth wherever And whatever the Spirit lead you, you will just do and you will just follow. When your heart and your mind are in agreement with the Spirit, your steps are led by the Spirit. This is exactly what Romans 8 verse 5 says, those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires the moment there we have our mindset on what the Spirit decides. wherever the Spirit leads we will follow whatever the Spirit asks us to do we will just do that's when we are led by the Spirit of God the sequence is we need to be filled with the Word of God in order for us to be filled with the Spirit The moment we are filled with the Spirit, we are in agreement with the Spirit. We are called in the sense led by the Spirit of God. The third point that I want to share here and how we can go through our wilderness, right, is to walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. In the wilderness, Jesus was tempted by the devil. But we all know he responded correctly. And he defeated the devil because he walked by the Spirit. Now, how do I know that Jesus walked by the Spirit? Of course, it's quite logical when someone is led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit, he will also walk by the Spirit because they are walking together in the same direction when you are led by someone you will also walk with that person am I right? in the same direction so when we are led by the spirit of God in the same way we walk by the spirit of God but I want to bring up what Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 in regards to walk by the Spirit take a look at this walk by the Spirit Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 it is written here walk by the Spirit so that you will not fulfill the desire of the flesh we will not fulfill the desire of the flesh but we will fulfill what the Spirit desire. When he was tempted, Jesus didn't fulfill the desire of the flesh, the desire of his flesh, even though he was hungry. Remember, he was, he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. But Jesus didn't take shortcut. He responded each and every temptation of the devil with the word of God. Now, when we need to persevere through trial, of any kind our wilderness our desert our valley our problem church our focus should not trying to run away from what the flesh our flesh desire or not how to not sin or how to not commit all the wrong things our focus should be how we can walk by the Spirit led by the Spirit and feel with the Spirit of God because Watch now, because when we walk by the Spirit, then we will not fulfill the desire of the flesh. Watch the sequence. Just because we walk by the Spirit, the consequences is we will not fulfill our desires of the flesh. We will not entertain the temptation. Sin just loses its appeal. That's exactly what happened to Jesus because Jesus walked by the Spirit the temptation was real for Jesus because he was hungry to turn the stone to become bread the temptation is there but Jesus didn't give in to the desire of his flesh when he was hungry because he walked by the Spirit he did not he will not gratify the desire of the flesh. He will not fulfill what the desire of the flesh. Now this will help this will help some of us with all sorts of addiction. You have been trying to do it again but you do it again. Let me repeat that again. You've been trying not to do it again but you did it again you've been trying not to fall again to the addiction to that same addiction but then you fall again you are trying to fight the desire of your flesh with the power of your flesh you might succeed but you fall short time and time again instead of doing that your effort our effort and our focus should be Set on how we can walk by the Spirit How we can be led by the Spirit And how we can be filled with the Spirit Our focus should not On how we cannot sin How we cannot fall How we cannot do all the wrong things No, our focus should How we can walk by the Spirit Led by the Spirit And filled by the Spirit of God Amen, church? Set your mind on things what the Spirit desires. Romans 8 verse 5 that says, Think, this is how we can be led by the Spirit of God. This is how we can be led by the Spirit of God. Romans 8 verse 5. That says, If we set our minds on things that the Spirit desires, we will not live according to our flesh, but we will live according to the Spirit. There's always be two endings for every trials, for every wilderness, one event, two endings, led by the Spirit of God, or led by our flesh but when we are led by the Spirit of God we will not entertain our flesh desire. we will not gratify this flesh we will not fall into the devil's temptation but we will be our faith will be strengthened we will be go up to the next level just was like just was like Jesus He came out from the wilderness with the Spirit, with the power of the Spirit. Amen, church. Amen. So, as we, as I want to close with this, as we see how Jesus led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness, there is a specific purpose and assignment after Jesus came out from that wilderness. This is what I pray. I pray to those who are listening online to this sermon, I pray whatever your wilderness is, whatever your valley is, your struggle is, there's always be trials and the devil also will works to pose a temptation to you. But I pray that you will come out victorious to respond correctly. When we see and understand that there is a purpose of God in whatever that you go through, you will change your attitude. When you change your attitude, you will change the experience throughout that process of difficulties. Amen, church. So let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I pray in these difficult times like this, when we are in the deep walking through the desert, facing our storm, going through the valley. My prayer is that open our eyes to be able to see your purpose through these trials. We do not want to just get up from that wilderness, from the problem, but yet we miss your divine purpose in it. We want to be just like Jesus came out from that wilderness with the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray as we see that purpose in whatever that we go through, we can find strength to persevere through and walk through it. Just like what James says, Holy Spirit help us in our weaknesses, comfort us in our troubled times, and strengthen us to walk through to the trials of life. We thank Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org. www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.